Welcome to Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And if you're listening to this, then consider yourself a part of the team. Stick around and let's shine a light on all things Appalachia. Today is October 4th, and you know what that means. This is Halloween month, so that means we all get to have a little bit of fun going forward the rest of this month, especially on this podcast, so you're going to want to stay tuned to Appalachian Shine. Um, However, I always like to start the show off with a little bit of history. Uh, On this day in history, on October 4th, 1957, uh, the Russians launched Sputnik into space. Now, why is that significant for Appalachia? Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if you haven't seen that movie Rocket Boys or uh, October Sky uh, about the Rocket Boys, you definitely want to do so. Uh, What an amazing movie of a bunch of kids, especially Homer Hickam, who ended up uh, being so mesmerized by space and what was going on with NASA that... uh, he ended up uh, working for NASA himself one day. Great movie, great story uh, centered right here in Appalachia. Definitely want to check that out. Um, as I mentioned uh, later, throughout the rest of the month, our podcasts are going to be a little bit more fun than usual. I'm going to be talking about, you know, places in Appalachia that have a creepy or legendary or haunted, spooky feel to them. Because it is October. And Appalachia is no stranger to strange and mysterious history. So we'll explore a little bit of that this month. However, today I wanted to uh, bring up a really, really interesting piece of history. No one can say that Appalachia isn't filled with fun, interesting stories. And this story actually comes from Lewis County, Kentucky. Now, those of you who may not know where Lewis County is, it is actually in northern Kentucky, in the Appalachian region bordering Ohio. Uh, actually, if you're familiar with Greenup County, it's right next door. So one of the most interesting, really fun case, a criminal case, actually, from 1836. This goes way back. Um, it's not so much a crazy case, uh, even though the, uh, the guy who was the uh, on trial was convicted of mayhem, uh, the crime of mayhem. It was really just... The thing that was odd was really the way the sheriff and the prisoner reacted with each other after the conviction. It was really just like unheard of conduct at the time, or really any time. But anyway, this case is kind of odd in in one way. Um, People, I guess, were gathered, uh, uh, I guess the lawyers, I guess, had gathered around um, to discuss... uh, do an interview, I guess, in, in I guess near Vanceburg, and this case had come up and was lit and was written about much much later, and actually showed up in an article 
in the uh, Roanoke Times back in the late 1800s. So we're talking 60, 70 years after this. Well, yeah, about 60 years after this had happened. Anyway, here's what happened. In the spring of 1836, a guy by the name of Larkin Lyles, big guy, big son of a gun, right? Real tough, broad, stocky, according to people who had eyewitnesses. He and a guy by the name of Edward Campbell, who were two well-known people in the county, they got into this really big fight at Vanceburg, which was, I think, um, I don't know if that was the county seat or not. Anyway, they got this big fight at Vanceburg. And these two huge, really powerful men, uh, you know, these witnesses later testified, they hit one another, and this is a quote, hit one another like hosses are kicking. <laughs> so after each fighter, I guess, had knocked each other down several times, uh, the guy by the name of Edward Campbell, he really got the best of Lyle Larkin and got on top of his opponent, just proceeded just to punish this guy. Um, you know, with just one, you know, one fist blow after another. Well, this guy, Larkin Lyles, well, he's no stranger to being into a, being in a bunch of fights. And he considered himself kind of like the local champion of tough guys around there. Um, he uh, didn't like the prospect of being beat up. All right, so he didn't, you know, or licked, as he called it. He wasn't about to be licked by this guy. So anyway, he raised his head up, and he grabbed the bottom lip of Edward Campbell and bit it off, bit off part of it anyway, big chunk of it from the inner part of his lip. And uh, anyway, they, they got hauled off to jail, and then, uh, you know, the next uh, next court date came around. The grand jury indicted Lyles for the crime of mayhem. And, uh, you know, the, the defendant, uh, Campbell, you know, won the case. So I guess, uh, the you know, the trial itself apparently was fairly amusing. Uh, Jay Bird Lyles, who was the brother of uh, Larkin Lyles, uh, when he... Um, he was questioned as to how he got such a view of the of the ground, you know, of the tussle on the ground. And of course, this guy's this guy's brother, you know, Jay Bird Lyle, said, and "This is a quote from the paper, because when they got down onto the ground, I was standing in about ten steps of them. I then advanced three steps backwards till I got in a diametry position where I could have perfect octangular view." <laughs> All right, that is a quote. <laughs> so, um, now, so anyway, the jury listened to the testimony. They went back to talk about it after the after they adjourned, and uh, they came back with a verdict of guilty. Now, the judge was a guy by the name of Walker Reed. So he defended he uh, sentenced a defendant to the penitentiary for one year, but he, you know that's. Not where this ends. This is where the story actually begins. The local sheriff, W.B. Parker, everybody called him Buck. He was a good friend of the, the sentence man, Larkin Lyles. So he and Larkin Lyles went way back. Lifelong chums, according to this. And uh, so instead of 
taking possession of him right there. You know, cuffing him and taking possession of him, taking him to the local jail to transport him to the penitentiary. He just told Larkin Lyles to go on home. He'd see him the next day. So, on that suggestion, Lyles mounted his old black horse and rode off for home, seven miles south of the county seat there. Well, the next day, uh, Parker rode out to Lyles' home. Old Buck found Lyles uh, cutting up corn. And uh, anyway, Larkin shouted at him, Hey, Sheriff, as he you know, rode up to the fence. And uh, anyway, he was a few steps away from the prisoner. Hey, Buck, good morning. The guy shouts back and said they does seem sitting there at hard at work. Uh, so I guess uh, he was, uh, I guess he was going to transport him at that point to Frankfort, Kentucky. So he noticed that he was sitting there hard at work trying to you know, finish up with the corn and, uh, Ask him, he said, when, when do you think you're going to be ready to start out for Frankfurt, Larkin? And he says, well, I just can't tell yet, Buck, because, you know, uh, he was resting on the top of the fence. He said, well, what, what, roundabout, when do you think? He said, well, let me see. So Lyles, you know, he, Larkin, he turned around and uh, just looking around at all he had to do there. He said, well, I'll try to get ready in a couple of weeks from today. He said, I got a, you know, a heap side of things, as he referred to it, to see to um, before I can possibly get out of here. He said, the corn uh, is all cut up. My stray hogs have to be hunted up and put up. and um, Other matters that he had to see to. Um, he said, but I'll be ready in two weeks if that's, you know, no hindrance to you. And Buck, the sheriff, said, well, all right, Larkin, I don't you know, keep you from getting your work done and you know, get things ready for your house for the winter before we take you off to Frankfurt. So uh, anyway, um, I guess I can I can do it a little while longer. I'll wait. So uh, so go ahead, fix up your matters. So Pollyanna will have as little trouble as possible. That was Larkin's wife. Um, so he said, uh, if I don't see you between now and then, just come on, on in town and we'll go. And I said, okay, Buck, so come around the house, and, you know, dinner horn was a blonde. So the sheriff goes into the house, has dinner with him. And uh, um, so actually the reason he rode out there is he heard that uh, Larkin actually killed a big fat deer the day before, and uh, he come out there to get a few mouthfuls of it <laughs> to tide him over. So they have dinner, you know, these two friends. And, well, uh, a couple weeks went by, and, Lyles, he, you know, he, Larkin Lyles went into town, reported to the sheriff, and said, uh, Sheriff said, all right, if you're ready, I'm ready. Which which route do you want to take? And uh, he said, well, I don't know. What's your choice route? Uh, and I guess he was looking at the shortest way. He said, uh, I propose to go the, the nearest way, as he referred to it, through the hills. Because Larkin was going to take his gun and uh, hunt on through all the way to Frankfurt. Well, the sheriff agreed to that. Said, "All right, you know, you you walk through, if that suits you best." Uh, he said he had the sheriff said he had a little business to see to at Mayville. So I'll just go on 
that and tend to that and then take the stage over to the turnpike. I'll try to be there before you do. And, of course, uh, Larkin said, well, you'll have to make a mighty good time, Buck, if you do. So the sheriff and the prisoner, they each went their separate ways on their way to Frankfurt. <laughs> now, have you ever heard of anything crazy like that? So, anyway, on the way through the hills, uh, Lyles, he killed several deer, apparently, according to what I read. And he arrived at Frankfurt before the sheriff even got there. So once he was in Frankfurt, Lyles reported immediately to Governor Clark. So when he entered the waiting room, Lyles rose and extended his hand to the governor. See, you Governor Clark, he said, well, I am, sir. What can I do for you? And Lyles said to the governor, well, put me in the penitentiary. And, of course, the governor was immediately confused. Put you in the pen. You know, what, what, what do you mean? I imagine he was probably saying. And uh, he explained to him that he was tried in Lewis County for, as he referred to it in this article, biting off a darn cuss's lip and was tried for it. And the judge sentenced me. And he asked the governor, he says, has Sheriff Parker showed up yet? And the governor said, no, I, I don't know anything about your case, so I don't have any authority to put you in the penitentiary. Where's the sheriff? Well, Lyles hadn't, hadn't seen him show up either, neither the governor or any of the governor's people. So he said, you know, he started out the same time I did. As I walked through and he took the stage, I think he'd be here. Um, so I'm maybe a little worried about him, I guess he was telling the governor. So while they were discussing this, the old governor, he was kind of puzzled over all this. And then the sheriff came in. Well, Buck, the sheriff, and Lyles, they hugged each other, you know, and greeted each other like friends. And they said after they'd shaken hands, the sheriff, who the governor already, the governor knew the sheriff well. He and Buck knew each other well. He introduced the prisoner as one of the best-hearted men in eastern Kentucky. Well, the governor said, let's understand this business. Uh, why was this man sentenced to the penitentiary for mayhem? Well, the sheriff explained the situation. and uh, But as he explained the situation about how he bit off Edward Campbell's lower lip, he went on to tell the governor that there was never a better man than Mark and Lyles. And he also added that Ed Campbell was a good bit better looking than he was before because his lower lip was way too thick anyway. <laughs> and he uh, it would... Uh, Lyles had bitten off part of it. He just, the sheriff returned, referred to it as, he just trimmed it down to the right size. Well, the governor starts laughing at this. And uh, he said, uh, isn't this kind of strange conduct? You, you're an officer of the law. You left a man sentenced to the penitentiary to come alone. Didn't you know you were responsible for this guy? Of course, Buck, the sheriff, resp responded, he goes, yeah, Governor, I know all about that. I know exactly what I'm doing. And if you'd known Larkin as well as I do, you wouldn't be afraid to trust him either. I hope you'll pardon me, Governor. It's just, you know, this is irregular. And he said, yeah, he said, I will. And I'll pardon him too. Both, you both go home and get out of here. <laughs> so that ended the case of uh, Larkin Lyles. 
convicted of mayhem in Lewis County in 1836. He got out of the pen, he got out of a year of prison because the governor kind of liked him. That, that's kind of funny. I thought that was some really fun, interesting history when I stumbled across that. And I thought, well, we'll talk a little bit about that today. But um, I'm sure like every town and every county has some really interesting history. And I love hearing these stories. I love reading about them. And I love when you guys share them with me as well. And if you have any interesting stories or articles you want to share with us that we can talk about here on the podcast, feel free and drop me an email. It's jc at supportappalachia.org. And like I said, uh, some some of the upcoming episodes here this month, I'm going to talk about some of the spookier places. But we've talked a lot about Southwest Virginia. We've talked uh, a little bit about, a good bit about Eastern Kentucky. But let's uh, jump into some other interesting places. Let's, let's go find some interesting places in Eastern Tennessee and maybe some of the most haunted places in West Virginia. In fact, some of the most haunted places in America, they say, whoever they are, uh, are actually in Appalachia. So let's uh, talk a little bit about some of those this month, have a little bit of fun, and uh, maybe we can even get our our uh, good friend with the Kentucky uh, Mysteries page, KY Mysteries, to come back on and uh, talk about some, some of the uh, entries on his website. So um, if Adam's available, we'll see if we can get him back on here. I know a lot of people like those stories that he told. So... We'll be back soon with another episode of Appalachian Shine. In the meantime, wherever you're listening to this podcast from, look down below and click the subscribe button. Whether it's on Podbean uh, website, which is appalachianshine.podbean.com, or if you're listening to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever Google Play, wherever you're listening to us from, where you hear your favorite podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. And uh, share with friends and family. Uh, this, you know, obviously we don't spend a lot of money here at this foundation for any kind of advertising. So um, we count on you, uh, our friends, uh, for word of mouth. Thanks again for stopping by to listen to this episode of Appalachian Shine. We'll be back soon. I'm JC, and we'll see you on down the road.